I have a couple of nerdy things to discuss, but of course, I don't know if they would take up the whole time. But I wanted to bring up the trend of Invincible, Jupiter's Legacy, The Boys, basically this trend that's happening right now. It's actually kind of, that's not even all of them. I'm not going to name them all. But there's this, this thing that's been in, in the past, like, two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's always been around, even with the, um, what's it called? Oh, uh, crap. It's a famous comic book, and it was even done into a movie. Um, the Watchmen. So the Watchmen kind oh, yeah. of did as well. I remember that. But, but recently, though, so it's always been around, but recently it's been jam-packed with this idea of obliterating and eradicating the old superhero tropes of them being like these paragons of virtue, this perfect kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to ask y'all if y'all have seen Invincible, Jupiter's Legacy, The Boys, whatever. And if so, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Or do you have a certain show that you like the most? Or I don't know, just tossing out there in the name of nerddom. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, well, mine might be short. I I just started watching Jupiter's Legacy, and so I'm mm-hmm. only on episode two or something, and I'm enjoying it so far. I'm a little bit. Oh wait, how much can we talk about it? Like, I'm gonna get spoiled. I've seen all of the episodes of all of these, so the only one I've not seen is so I was like Le- marathon. Legacy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I'll try not to send these spoilers in. Um, one of the I'll say one of the characters, um, lead characters in. Jupiter's legacy is annoying me by his insistence about this particular way of living, a standard of living, you know, a code of sorts. Um, so that's that's annoying. Anyways, so Relatable. I'm enjoying that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm enjoying that. The boys, that's my shit. I don't, I'm caught up. Watched it all. I love the boys, um, and I haven't seen any of the other ones. I actually, haven't even heard of them. So I got I got to check them out. Invincible is a cartoon series based uh, on, and all of these kind of alleged, well, not all of these, but Jupiter's Legacy and Invincible both kind of some some of their fandoms kind of claimed them to be like the best superhero stories ever told kind mm, of thing. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying the rawness of it, you know, and I am enjoying that it's not it's not going by the typical uh, blueprint that <laughs> superhero stories have gone by in the past. And so the whole pushback on certain values and what makes someone a hero, what makes them a villain, what makes them in between? Is it black and white? I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on the situation. So it's kind of murky. And I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it. You know what I mean? So and I'm already a superhero type freak. So I'm just waiting for Storm to show up. She ain't no part of none of that, but still. No. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, for Jupiter's legacy, the I can't remember the guy's name, but he worked for Marvel. And allegedly, Stan Lee himself was like, "Dude, you need to go do your own thing. Like, you, oh, you've got you oh, need to wow. do your own story." Okay. So, um, so he was a Marvel dude. So, Jace. Yes. Well, those are my initial thoughts. So, yeah, I've not yes. seen Jupiter's Legacy yet. I, I did see a tweet where somebody was like, "I really wanted to like Jupiter's Legacy." <laughs> so, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, the boys, I am almost caught up on season two. There's just two seasons, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it's just two. I'm almost caught up on that one. Um, which I that first episode of the first season, I definitely didn't expect. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't oh, either. Of the okay. show of the boys. The boys, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Um, I saw it, but I don't remember what. It caught me way off guard. It came so fast. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember did you are you sure you watched it i don't want to tell you what happened if you tell i've I've definitely seen all episodes of the boys i don't remember though it was so this was yeah this was the one where and 
for those of you listening, if you've not seen this show and you want to watch it, then I say skip forward about a minute. Yeah, but um, this is um, this is when what's his name? A train. A train. When he the girl stepped off the curb and he ran oh, by. I thought you were talking. I thought you said the that's the first episode of the first season. Uh-huh. Yeah, the first episode you, of first. For season. some reason, I was thinking the second season. I oh, couldn't no. have heard you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, well, yeah, that definitely. Yeah. But I, okay. I, I also kind of knew about it from the comic book. But yeah. See, so. I didn't even know those comics existed. Yeah. But that's the yeah. tone, though. I was like, oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking second season. Why did I think that? Okay, dyslexia. All no, right. sorry, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now, Invincible. I also still didn't expect what was happening. I don't know. But um, there's a similarly is... unexpected harshness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I won't spoil any of that for you, Michael. Mm. But okay, you. Because I know you like the boys, you would definitely like Invincible. Okay, and that's the one like that's not the, the cartoon, right? It is the cartoon. Yeah. Oh, that Invincible is a cartoon. It's animated, yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway, it's okay. animated. Let me pull, remind myself. Um, now, trigger warning, it's got blood and gore in it. I can say I mean, it say is. So, it is like, very... No, pull, no punches. None. I, I like, like... So, yeah, I think it's actually worse than the boys Ooh. in that respect. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, there were moments I was cringing. And yeah. I was like, this is animated. I was like, yeah. I, I don't know if I can take much more. Yeah, if y'all like the that, boys, then I probably com- definitely can. You know, no, because in the boys, it comes hard and fast. And you're like, oh, my God. But then it's kind of over. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in, in Invincible, it's like, oh. We're just going to okay. keep going, huh? Like, just- <laughs> I'm already like, <laughs> like, yeah. But I still mean, think it's worth watching. In general. Though. It is definitely worth watching. watching. I'm going to look it up. I just set myself on up. <laughs> Woo. It is a lot, though. It's, it's, a, it's um, a trip. But, but I'm let me ask y'all this, Trooper's do you think that there's any social commentary? Because you notice that in all of these series, your lead guy is a Superman-esque white, like seem very deliberately white, standing up for it. To me, it seems to rep- I feel like there's a social commentary, even though some of these series have been around for, for years, um, long before the Trump administration and stuff like that. It seems like they're kind of tweaking them slightly. Well, they maybe don't need much tweaking, but to kind of be social commentary on um, like the right wing conservative kind of thinking, even in even in Jupiter's Legacy, I think they like to say this without being a spoiler. Like the main character, there are a lot of scenes where like they're praying to God and Jesus, and like let's pray mm-hmm. before, like just just to indicate that they're very conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. Like they're representing a certain like white ideal of like the American dream. That mm-hmm. seems like a common unifying thread, and kind of showing how paper thin that is, and how mm-hmm. if you scratch just a little bit you'll see some like, I'm not, well, what do y'all think? Because I don't want to just go on a big old thing about it. But are y'all seeing that? Is it just me or are y'all seeing that? No, I, I definitely see that too. And um, I guess without going into spoilers as well. Like I said, I'm, I'm here for that, that uh, what is it? That contrast, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I, I think that that really speaks to the type of environment that we're in now. I mean, we see that kids this this age are, more liberal than maybe what mm-hmm. we grew up with, you know? And so they're not just readily accepting the values of our parents and our grandparents. I mean, some of us are, of course, some of them are, of course, but a lot of them aren't. And so now that is, we're starting to see some of that in media and entertainment, um, I think it's just preparing minds to think differently than what they've been indoctrinated with. So I do see that 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 narrative and I'm pleased. You know? <laughs> And I will say this in Invincible, and this is not a spoiler, it's just yeah. uh, the fact. There are characters that were white 
that mm. in the comic book that are now black, Asian, mm. whatever. And so they did try to create some diversity that way. Diversity. And I think that in yeah. part, for one, it's to be more inclusive, but two, it's to further kind of show the disparity yeah. between that like kind of white mm-hmm. ideal and the, you know, and the reality of human existence existence and they need to do that you know i almost didn't watch juno uh juniper's what is it juniper legacy jupiter's legacy sorry jupiter's legacy almost yeah juniper's jupiter's legacy because when i saw the previews all i saw was whiteness Mm -hmm. um and i was like where are the black characters you know what i mean i was like what is going on um now now that i'm watching it you know there are a couple black characters as of right now they're not in a position that i would like to see them in you know what I mean? Yeah. And, one thing um, I'm gonna interject is one thing I've told yeah. I know I've told this to you before, Michael, about certain shows. Mm-hmm. And I've just recently told this to my partner. I was like, I'm tired. And I know we have white people that follow us and follow the mm-hmm. podcast and even our patrons. And I feel like the white people that I know follow us will understand this. I'm tired of seeing white people centered in everything. Yeah, that's what I'm, that yeah, exactly. Well, I yeah. appreciate in this case the whiteness is centered in a very deliberate way to censor kind of like mm-hmm. the problematic nature of white supremacy. Yeah. But, um, and, and, and how it's kind of like, like I said, this paper thin kind of how it's thinly veiled as, oh, we mm-hmm. just want what's best for everyone. Right. Mm, do you though? Right. <laughs> like, do you? <laughs> um, so yeah, but I have the same reaction where like they're, they're, I started trying to watch even recently, not to get too sidetracked, but the Nevers, um, which is this new show about these young, these British women who develop powers or whatever. Mm. And I'm just kind of tired of magical white girls. I'm just kind of, um, <laughs> I'm just a little, I'm a little done. Like, I, like everybody wants to be Jean Grey so bad. I just can't like, yeah, that or, or Buffy. I'm just, and don't worry, I'm a huge Buffy fan. Sarah yeah, Michelle Gellar did that. And I know homeboy Joss Whedon is problematic, but the show itself, yeah. they did that. Allison Hannigan is Willow, I'm, I'm a fan. So what those, is those that, white girls love them, but I just, can we vary it up a little bit? What is that? There's uh, another superhero show since we're kind of going down the list on Netflix. It's a white girl lead, but she has red hair. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Is she it, telekinetic? Is that, I will just, not I will destroy you, sorry. This life sucks or something or? Let me see. This is going to bother me now. Like, um, but my only point is to bring up, it's the same thing where there's a telekinetic girl, the girl from the from the new It movie, who was in that this that, that could be her also based on a graphic novel, and she developed telekinesis. Well, now this girl, hit. I think this girl can turn into like a dragon or something. Okay, now that's another one then, because I'm talking about, yeah. I'm yeah, about like, and, and they're all following the same blueprint. And yes, they'll have some powerful black characters, but they're always the wingman or the wingwoman. You know what I mean? But they're never well. I'm sure we have some. Well, maybe I don't know. I can't think of it at the moment. But the ones that I've been seeing lately, they're never centered um as the superhero and as the one that you know is desirable and people want to you know be want to follow after See, i was I, thinking about sorry angsty white girl trope um it's see they're showing her picture but they're not saying what it's called uh i am not okay it's got I'm, this oh, short okay. red-haired girl wait i'm she, not okay that sounds familiar she's got um she's not a superhero exactly although it is based on a, on a graphic novel but she does develop telekinetic abilities. And so, um, and it's Have about, you guys seen Falcon and Captain America? I mean, I, the only part I liked about Falcon that was, and, what is was, it? was, was Adora Milaje. Um, oh, yeah. That was, that was the Wait, only Michael, part. have you seen it? No, I have not seen it. But I heard Falcon that and, the Captain America was in the same one, and whoever they got this time was whack. Is that true? 
Well, it's because it's, he's that was the point. A different person, oh, though. Like, gotcha. like he's supposed to be. It wasn't like yeah, he's supposed oh, to be. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have not seen it, but I, now I want to see it since yeah. you know. Yeah, the fact that he's a different person is is like a part of the story. So it's not like they tried to. It's not like Game of Thrones where they where they replace Homeboy and it was like, does anybody notice? Like, okay, right. it's like you know, because this was deliberate. Yeah, very okay. deliberate. Yeah. Um. Sorry, yeah, I just brought it up because I, I appreciate Marvel for you know, at least trying to keep black characters in the, in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, you know, and even thinking about shows like Invincible, I was like, damn, what if, what if this was a black family? You know, like, you just, mm. you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the point that they're trying to make with- And I hate that every black character I've seen so far is bald. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong being bald, right. but I feel like white artists just be lazy. Right, no, they, they, don't, know they do. don't know what to do. Like, they don't know what to right. do. And it's like the, like the two black characters that I know that I'm thinking about them, and they look practically like the same person. Just like <laughs> right. Different ages. right. And I'm like, y'all need to come on, y'all. Come on. It's, it's giving me very, very much Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah. I will punch you with all the strength. Like, and, and our powers be so whack, because both of them, what are they? Super strong in different ways. <laughs> right. right. Super strong and durable. You niggers sure can't yep. take a beating. <laughs> right, right. Okay, and just side note, I found it. It's called Fate, the Wings Saga, or Winx Saga. Oh, okay. I don't really think of that as a superhero movie, but I guess I know. I, as it's I was thinking about that. did it in that yeah. way. Yeah, okay. It's more like animated fantasy type. Because I remember the cartoon version, like, growing up. See, I didn't even know that existed. Okay. So yeah, it was either. a very popular. I mean, it's super childish, but it was popular. They oh. had, like, a cult following. Oh, yeah. Okay. I well, I watched the first season. I, I really enjoyed it, but again, it was the same concept of you know lead white girl. I'm so tired, um, and, and even as all the they're trying to redo the Powerpuff and... Girls. Yeah, yeah. I just need. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I could do it, yeah. I do it myself. But I can't do everything, so you know, <laughs> you don't need somebody else. But... I think you. What I think. What I was getting at earlier from the beginning of all of this, I think that you've got a lot of people who are like millennials who have grown up and are disenchanted with the stories that we were fed growing up and i think with a lot of this all these reimaginings of all yeah. these tales mm -hmm. is to kind because of, in all of even the superhero movies like i mean shows with someone like invincible boys Jupiter, they all have a version of superman a version of wonder woman a version of yes. batman and they're they're not really trying to hide that you know there's mm -hmm. all this it's kind of like this thing of like i think a lot it's this thing where a lot of creators have grown up and realized life isn't so cookie cutter. Right. You know? mm -hmm. and, and it's just kind of like them showing um, like through the, I think they're kind of using these stories to, I don't know, it's kind of like these parables or even cautionary tales to some degree. Mm -hmm. So it's, but it's really interesting. But, um, but yeah, I'm kind of over, kind of over the whole like white people are in everything kind of yeah and seeing black people reduced reduced I guess, I guess reduced they're trying like in jupiter's legacy at least the black guy's smart i guess so yeah and i see i don't know if this is his daughter or whoever i'm only on episode two so yeah. but i see he had a daughter or somebody um but he oh no never mind okay yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, was gonna, I was about to think it was gonna it was not gonna come out the right way but yeah yeah I guess he's smart. I don't know. I haven't, seen, I haven't really seen much yeah. of him. But. And yeah, but they still, I feel like even, mm, I don't, I don't get, I, I don't like 
they still have people in marginalized bodies and I, and I still in different ways. So it's like, okay. You might be saying what I was going to say. You talking yeah. about the, the smart guy, the black yeah. smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's that. like, we don't keep you in a marginalized body regardless. Mm. Right. Um, exactly. Not that there's anything inherently wrong no, with the body. Isn't. It's just that why did it have to be him? Why? And so, but, exactly. but this, <laughs> but the thing is, this brings us to the next thing I want to touch y'all to um, that I just had to get off my chest. But the Will Smith thing, I just have to like touch, oh, touch his, on his, it. His about the uh, quarantine weight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The challenge. It's a challenge. Official challenge, I guess. Yeah, because people. I was annoyed because, to be fair, he never said this. He never he said didn't. he was trying to do body positivity or whatever. But I hated that everybody's like, "Oh my god, he's like body positive." Like, no, he's not. He's <laughs> literally about to lead y'all into like his next business venture, which is like a weight loss fitness thing, which is not being body pot. For I just need to say this, everybody. <laughs> body positivity is a movement largely started by uh, trans women, uh, lesbian women, mm. who were trying to gain acceptance for marginalized bodies. That's people of color bodies, trans bodies, disabled bodies. It was never, oh, look at how ugly I've become, but I'm going to change it. Like mm. It wasn't for people in thin bodies who relaxed their abs, who could just tighten up their abs. And mm-hmm. one thing I want to say, I saw this online and I just really, because I feel like so many people, and for some of it was people that I know. Yes, you can be white and people don't like you. You can be skinny and people don't like you. You can be a man and people don't like you. But there are not systems in place to oppress you. So colorism does not affect light-skinned people. Mm-hmm. Yes, people cannot like you for being light-skinned. That's not colorism. Skinny people do not have it as bad as fat people. Stop it. There are no right. systems in place to oppress you for being skinny. Right. Please. There are no systems in place to oppress you for being white. Can Mm. some people hate you for being white? Yes. But oppression is not getting your feelings hurt a little. Oppression is when there are systems in place to stop you from having the same quality of life as other people. Mm. And so Will Smith doing the whole, oh, I love myself, but I'm going to change it now. And you can pay to watch me. That's not body positivity. Mm. That's exploitation. And that's co-opting a movement that really had nothing to do with them. So it's basically us being like what white people, what we claim they do to us. That's what we're doing with the body positive movement. We're like, yeah, you go, Will. Way mm-hmm. to go for being still thin, but relaxing your abs for a, for a picture. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. He's one stomach clinch away mm-hmm. from pretty much being back in a, in a celebrated body. But it was just kind of irritating to see. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh my God, he's so brave. Because also I think what I encourage y'all to notice when y'all do y'all before and afters and stuff, your worst body that you're going on and on about how horrible it is might be somebody's best body. And for even for medical reasons that they can't control. So I mean, like, look at how ugly I used to be. That's why I don't do before and afters like I used to, because look at how fat and ugly and gross. Somebody might literally be inhabiting that body right now. And so mm-hmm. just think a little bit about the fact that other people exist, like just mm-hmm. try. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. I didn't, I didn't um, hear about the whole body positivity angle with the Will Smith. That was like thing. the main thing I was seeing with it. Like, um, he's so body positive, isn't all like the publications and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, I just, see, yeah, I just saw his post, and then I saw a couple of people who, um, I guess, joined the challenge to say, "I'm with you, Will. My quarantine weight, you know, I'm going to work mm. through mine as well." So yeah. that's the angle I thought it was always coming from. That yeah. the purpose was, I've been in quarantine, I picked up weight, now I'm ready to lose it. And that's not what I've ever equated with body positivity. I assume body positivity. Po- it's because body it happens in waves. At first, you accept who you are. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, at first he put out the picture and was like, "I love myself," and like I'm in mm-hmm. the worst shape. And then he revealed like a day or two later about mm-hmm. the whole fitness thing. 
Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I was saying that with body positivity, I've always thought it was something that you you're positive about what your body is as it is. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's what it's it, supposed, exactly. That's right. What it's supposed to. So be. if he's yeah. saying, okay, so now I'm going to lose this weight, well, that's not. But it's not the body positivity movement. You know, that's just right. Wait, that's fine. You know, lose the weight then. You know, but and that's why the, I said to be claim fair, is the body positivity thing. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he did, I didn't see him doing like hashtag body positivity. Yeah, but yeah I did yeah. see publications. Um, yeah, like talking about it, like um, like Esquire, Esquire, um, people, um, they did these things of how Will Smith's body positive photo, you know, all this stuff. Will Smith. Um, a boon for body positivity. Mm -hmm. um, and well, okay, this one says Will Smith catfish fans with supposed body positivity. Mm, <laughs> okay, no. but it, in this, in this actually, okay, wow. This is from cheatsheet.com. It just it's speaking to what I just said. The actor's confession was really a marketing ploy. That was my whole mm. point. It was never about body positivity. It was a marketing mm. ploy. Because like yeah. you said, Michael, it's supposed to be about I, I love my body as it is. Mm. And, I, and I think there's danger in hijacking and like, I feel like he never said body positivity, but he knew what he was doing. Mm. And, and like one thing I've learned from being more sensitive to listening to other people whose experiences are different than mine, there are people whose bodies will never fit, fit the ideal of the hierarchy. They're gonna be in a wheelchair for the rest of their life. They're gonna mm. be in a fat body for the rest of their life because of the hormones or the steroids they have to take. They're gonna be, they're gonna be um, without certain limbs for the rest of their life. And so they can never have, so I think there's something dangerous about this kind of pervasive idea that we should all be aspiring for optimal fitness and this really myopic ideal of beauty at all times. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's dangerous and it cuts out a lot of people who are like, so I guess just fuck me then I can never be, I can never be worthy. I can never be beautiful because mm -hmm. the bodies that you're all saying that you need to get rid of, that's the body that I'm going to have for the rest of my life, whether I like it or not. So, mm -hmm. so what are you saying about me? You know? Mm -hmm. And I just think that, yeah, I'm just kind of learning how much we don't care about other people. <laughs> we just mm -hmm. we just don't think about other people's experiences when we put stuff out there. And I just I'm becoming more sensitive to it myself. So no, I, I, I feel you on that. Um, so do y'all think because you know people transform themselves from many different ways, and they all have different reasons. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I feel like I'm in a transformation now. Um, so what do you think needs to happen for a transformation to be healthy? You know, and when it's a, like a personal journey versus. Um, well, not, I don't want to say personal journey. Well, let me actually forget that last part. Say, it stops being personal when you broadcast yeah. it across. Right, right. And, and, and I don't have any problems with that. I don't, I don't have any yeah. problems with people sharing their journeys at all. Um, I think if they want to, sure. You know, but what do you, what do you guys think is indicative of a healthy mindset with trans body transformations? I think personally for me, there needs to be emphasis on healthy behaviors mm -hmm. and not on purely aesthetics. Because I know like we've talked about this before, when I was at the worst of my eating disorder and my body was falling apart, people kept talking about how healthy I was when I was literally not. My teeth were falling out, my hair was falling out. I was having severe gastrointestinal disorder issues. My health was falling apart. I was very sick. Um, mm -hmm. I was losing my voice and people were like, but you're so healthy. It's like, no, I, I was so thin. And, so, and mm -hmm. so I think that there has to be this divorcing of the idea that you can see health and this idea that we get to mandate who's like, I've, I've been a lot of different sizes and shapes in my life. And I've seen how people, including people who watch us in this and, and listen to us in this podcast, treat me better when I look one way and treat me worse when I look another. Mm -hmm. so I feel like, and that's because this idea of health 
the pursuit of helping this moral mandate. I mm -hmm. think we've got to let that go. And I think we also have to call a spade a spade. And if you want to affect yourself aesthetically, that's perfectly fine. And you're well within your rights to do that. But to automatically equate that with health, I think is disingenuous and harmful to people. Mm -hmm. I think we can say, I wish to look different. Okay. But instead of saying this is for health, there's nothing healthy about obsessing over being healthy. Mm -hmm. so, and, and there are many, we talked about this in the past. I know many people who've died in the past couple of years. And when they passed, everybody was like, they were so healthy. And I'm like, no, no, they weren't. They were addicted to drugs or they had cancer. This, they mm -hmm. looked attractive to you. And that mm -hmm. is not healthy. And I, and I just think that's, that's just dangerous for, for a number of, of reasons. And so, um, so I think that instead of being like, I want to get healthy again, it's like, mm, you want to look different and that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. but a lot of the top athletes don't have supermodel bodies, mm -hmm. you know, um, like a lot of their Serena Williams doesn't have the body that society says is the ideal fit looking body, but mm -hmm. we know she's super fit, you know? Yeah, so, no muscles, shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but there, but, but there is a study done that showed that a lot of white tennis players were like, I'm never going to be a top tennis player if I end up looking like that. I'd rather diet severely and not be as strong. Mm. And I think that's that's what that's why you ain't got no grand slams. So Ooh. I feel so I feel like that's the danger of <laughs> <laughs> that's just, I mean that's just I mean, that's just a, I know, a, I know what a you're part saying. of yeah. but yeah but they, I just I get irritated when people are like health I'm like no you mean aesthetics like because that's mm -hmm. not that's not healthy to to punish your body in those ways and when you, can, you have to constantly wrap up everything because you're mm -hmm. always in pain or your your body's getting stronger but your voice is getting tighter because you're choking off your ability to breathe and mm -hmm. you know like that's not health that you trying to, you know, win over a certain amount of body currency and trying to find your value in mm -hmm. society, but that's not health. And we need to be clear about that. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, DeMarcus, I don't know if you want to say anything before I keep rambling. But... No, I was just going to say, I, I think that there is a balance with everything. And so mm -hmm. if you're trying to like, well, I, I speak on my own journey. Mm -hmm. um, I did not dislike my previous body. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to change it because mm -hmm. of several different reasons, including um, me having always told myself I wanted to see what things because I've I've now been what I consider um, in a various spectrum of my size. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like last like last May, I went up to like 100 for me, which is heavy, 174 pounds. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the way I looked. And, and it was, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I've seen this now. <laughs> right. this is, I may not necessarily want this. Right. So mm -hmm. now let me change up, like, and make myself look a little bit different. So for the past year and January, February, March, April, May, for the past year and like four or five months, um, it's just been about like, what else can I change? Like, it's been kind of mm -hmm. exciting because I want to see things mm -hmm. different. And like, how do I do that? And how do I learn how to? make those bodies like what do i eat and what's healthy and what's not and all like all this nutrition shit and uh, it's been a lot um mm -hmm. but i don't think i've ever felt um well at least i don't think i have ever felt as though i put out um put out anything that i'm trying to make someone feel bad about how they mm -hmm. might look right mm -hmm. um i'm sure like I ain't gonna lie. I like taking pictures of myself. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. I always have liked taking pictures of myself. I have lots of pictures of myself 
from many, many, many years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> I, st I still have every last one of them. <laughs> um, but I won't lie and say that there wasn't a confidence that came with like reshaping what mm -hmm. all of that looked like. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like black and white pictures and I like, <laughs> I like mm -hmm. we'll talk about that another time. Anyway, so all <laughs> that to say, um, I think that as long as you aren't, uh, as long as you aren't like, okay, this is what I don't like. When I see people on Twitter and they're saying shit like, you know, this is why, this is why you can't lose weight now because X, Y, and Z or kind of like bashing other people for their size, mm -hmm. whether, you know, or you, even if they're skinny, bashing them for their, their mm. being skinny. Mm -hmm. This is the re this is why you can't do the X, Y, and Z now. And I'm just like, well, what works for you may not work for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be really careful and not put that sort of negative connotation around like your people's aesthetics, as Eric said, mm -hmm. because you don't know what struggles everyone else is going through. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that uh, Joe Blow shouldn't say something about his own health? Maybe like what's helping him? No, mm -hmm. of course it doesn't mean that because that may help someone else. Maybe someone mm -hmm. has the same or similar body composition as that person mm -hmm. and they take it, try it, and it works for them. So I just think that with everything comes a balance. And as long as you're not out there like bashing folks and telling them, you know, this is why you fat or, you know, don't bring your fat ass in my DMs and shit like that. I don't like stuff like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, to be clear, I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing pictures of yourself, but that's not what Will Smith just did. None oh, no, I know. His, yeah, none of us mm -hmm. have his reach. And he never actually spoke about his health. He showed his belly mm -hmm. out. That's not high blood pressure. That's people. Not, people yeah. brought that into the yeah. into play. So right. I just, because my thing is the conflation of physical appearance with health. Body varies is a thing. Some people are bigger, some people are smaller. Mm -hmm. My thing is this idea of, because I don't look like what society wants on me look like, I'm less healthy. I'm healthy. And that's not necessarily right. true. And that's, right. that's just, the problem. Yeah. And also yeah. for someone in a thin body to say, well, I've never experienced X, Y, Z. Like, well, yeah, that's like a white person saying, well, I've never experienced racism. Like, yeah, it's not going to be the same for you. Mm -hmm. Like, right. well, isn't it make me feel bad? Like, yeah, well, it wouldn't, you know, you know, it's, right. like, it's, a, very, it's a very different experience, right. you know, <laughs> like there, there's this wonderful cartoon with two eagles um, reading the newspaper. Of course, they're anthropomorphized eagles. And they're like, can you believe that Mr. Mouse is, says that the owl is harassing him? And the eagle goes, yeah, well, he never bothered me. And it's right. like, well, yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. So, you're a whole eagle. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, if you're not bothered, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say that there's nothing to be bothered about. And and so, it's not about not loving yourself and not sharing your body, but it's about not conflating the changes in your body with health. I love you. Were just honest. Like, I didn't like the way it looked. I feel like just be honest about that. Mm -hmm. But don't say it's for health per se. Because mm -hmm. is it really about being your optimal health? Like, were, was your health failing? Were you unable to breathe? Could you not, you know, produce insulin? Like, was, was it health truly mm -hmm. or was it aesthetics? And I think most of the time mm -hmm. when people are saying health, they really mean aesthetics, mm -hmm. but they've come to mean the same thing in, our, in the vernacular. And I think that's problematic. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. I know from my journey, um, when I started working with a trainer, who I ain't working on trainer right now, by the way. <laughs> even though, even though I actually I did reconnect with him about a, uh, about six months ago, and he gave me like a one program just to kind of go on my own with. But in 2015, when I started working for a trainer, it definitely, if I had to put like you know percentages, it was more. It was definitely aesthetics that was a, a huge part of it, but it was also health too. 
Um, because I like I had a kidney stone. And then I was like, my stomach, I felt my stomach was always grumbling. Like I said, what is going on? So I was going to the doctor, getting all these tests. They never found anything, so whatever. But um, but the trainer that I had, what I enjoyed about him is that he did emphasize that. He knew what my aesthetics were. But the way that he came with the approach, he was like, well, to get where you want, we're gonna have to change your eating habits, mm. you know, and that inherent that was directly to tie tied to health overall, you know. And so even though it was probably like a 60, 40 for me, 60 aesthetics and 40% like health, mm. um, that was that was part of the process is that it would change my health overall. Mm. Then, you know, I started to become more conscious about just health in general. I was like, well, I just want my health right first internally. And then, you know, I can focus on the external. And so just trying to find that balance. But I feel you on how that's not what we see a lot, especially on social media. Um, you know, especially this is the the air of independent fitness instructors and they're trying to push, you know, mm -hmm. their brands and their their programs. And so they're going to rope people in any way they can, you know. And so since there is that 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 idea that, you know, skinnier is better or more muscular is better or whatever, people are going to keep pushing that narrative, you know. And so that's just something that we're going to have to keep fighting through. And um yeah, that's pretty much it. So. Yeah, I feel like education is education is the key because the fact is exercise is healthy irrespective of body changes. Yeah. And the studies are pretty clear on this. Right. Even something is, there was a study that was done that showed that walking up and down steps three times a day for five minutes drastically improved health outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no need to associate health with changes to your physical appearance. It can mm -hmm. happen and yeah. it may not. And my whole thing is too, if we really want to talk about health, because few people are as well read as I am in this, if we really want to talk about health, why not talk about proven health benefits like getting more sleep, meditation, mm -hmm. control over your job, the socioeconomic determinants of health. The social, how can we never, it's only abs and biceps? Mm -hmm. there's and gotta, ass. Yeah, and ass. There's gotta be, there's so much more. And what's very clear is that when people go on these super restrictive diets, Mm -hmm. Weight cycling is very unhealthy for the human body to constantly mm -hmm. go up and down. It's a proven yeah. thing, but we just never hear about all this in terms of health because it's, my thing is, I just want us to stop lying. It's not about health. Mm -hmm. It's maybe a little bit, mm -hmm. but I just want us to be clear because I feel like there's a reason why we're seeing an uptick in depression and mm -hmm. eating disorders and because we're linking them together incessantly and we're mm -hmm. not making these distinctions and we're not being honest about it. Right. And we are bashing the previous bodies and not you specifically, but people mm -hmm. en masse are doing these things and it's harmful. And what I see a lot of it is, well, I'm fine. So I'm like, okay, you know, and so when mm -hmm. it hits you, then I guess that's going to be when you have to care, but you right. know, but uh, yeah, but I just, I just feel like we've got to get real. Cause also I think that the negative outcomes as well are, we know that this affects the biases of doctors. And so mm -hmm. we know that for mm -hmm. if there are certain issues where when people in a thin body go to the doctor, doctors who are humans, that implicit bias stops you from getting the proper diagnosis because they'll look at DeMarcus and go, oh, well, he couldn't possibly have X, Y, Z. So they mm -hmm. won't even test you for things that you might actually have. So it right. affects everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's not just like, oh, poor fat people over there, you know, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, you know, so it's just something that, um, and to see someone with the reach that Will Smith has. Mm -hmm. And like that article headline I read saying he, he basically catfished people. He was like, <laughs> I'm, I love myself. 
by the way, subscribe to my new fit. Like, you know, it's right. like, that's I didn't my... even know about that part. That's crazy. Oh, Cause, cause I, yeah, I, I didn't know that either. Is, as someone who's a part of the body positive community, loosely, like a, I'm j- adjacent to it at, at least, was people initially got very excited. They were like, oh, a star like Will Smith saying that he loves his body in any form. And they thought he was gonna stop there. Like you were saying, like, like I love myself. And he didn't do that. He, mm-hmm. I, feel like he, I feel like he took advantage and exploited. And um, I, think it was, I think it was wrong personally, the way he specifically did it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that mm-hmm. he was disingenuous and he and his team were disingenuous in how they and how they formulated it, and I think it is going to bite them in the ass a little bit because I think I'm already seeing from the when I did my little Google search, people are noticing it was mm-hmm. it was a little it was a little shady a little bit, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I wish I would have seen. I need to go and look at his look at all the things yeah. because I didn't I didn't realize that I just saw what Michael saw, which was Will when he posted and then all these other celebrities kind of yeah mm-hmm. and they started yeah. to do their own thing. Right, like, right. Yeah. So we'll see what, how that turns out. That's yeah, because I have well, clients who yeah. have, or take steroids. And if you've ever taken steroids, they have immune um, disorders. And so your body changes and people will say, mm-hmm. oh, well, if you just cut out this and, and people will walk up to them and comment on their bodies. And they're like, I'm not, because <laughs> there's all these assumptions. And mm-hmm. people feel like, oh, you're, you don't look the way society says you're supposed to look. I get to comment on you now. Mm. And they're like, well, I'm kind of battling Crohn's, you know? So, so right. I'm like, you know, like I'm, right. I really am doing what I got to do. I just, you know, and so, and to me, that's that kind of thinking is a byproduct of this kind of, you know, behavior, this idea, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and I'm talking to someone who gets pretty celebrated for his body, to be honest. And so, um, but I still see it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I also know firsthand what it's like to not be <laughs> celebrated right. for your body. So, um, so I, you know, I've been on both sides of it. And, and uh, yeah, so either way is not the most fun to me. I don't like being objectified in general, but, um, but it's, I'd rather be on this side of it than on the other side of it. But I know when I was on the other side of it, people made a lot of assumptions mm-hmm. um, and, and for presuming a lot. And I know it's because of stuff like this. Now, it's not all Will Smith's fault, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's, it's this kind of, you know, thinking, you know, so mm-hmm. like a thing. And it, cause, cause in, especially in the black gay community, because one thing oh, that, yeah. that grinds my gears is you'll have someone say like, nobody ever likes people of my body type, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then you go to their lights. So I think people forget we can see their lights <laughs> 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 and everybody, is like, you know, super cookie cutter exact, you know, so it's like, mm-hmm. you are the problem that yeah. you, you know, but. It's, it's just, it feels like a, a never ending cycle. You know what I mean? It's, it feels like people are gonna just. That, that, that's, and that's particularly like, like sometimes when students come to me wanting advice or counsel on mm-hmm. what they, sh- I'm like, I don't, like I have students who will wanna get like surgeries and stuff like that and and stuff and I never would want someone to take that unnecessary risk but I always make it clear to them that I understand why you want to do this mm-hmm. because the fact is you will be treated differently mm-hmm. I've been I've been three times the size I am now and I I've been this size and less muscular I know how people um like <laughs> what's funny is there are people who we all know who <laughs> once they, once they, when they see you looking a certain way, suddenly like, oh, I just care so much about you. How come we don't talk more and stuff <laughs> like that? And so I know society treats you better if you look a certain way. And mm-hmm. so that's not even a debatable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I get why they want to do it. Uh, 
it's just kind of sometimes I feel like we're in a hell of our own making. Mm-hmm. We all say, oh, I hate that it's like this, but we are we are the reason why it's like this. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason why we don't want to do away with it is because we all hold on to the fantasy that we can benefit from it. Or mm-hmm. or it's not even a fantasy. We do benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so that I think the thing that always scares me about humans is that nobody really wants peace and equality because everyone secretly holds the fantasy of becoming the oppressor. Mm-hmm. You know, we all yeah. want our turn. We want our mm-hmm. turn at the top. We don't really want everybody equal. We just don't want to be on the bottom, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah. But In many ways, one, people. according to the gay community. <laughs> right. Well, that's another story. A lot of people in my DMs don't want, they want to be on the bottom, but that's not, that's not, but, uh, you know. And that's all I'm experiencing. Yeah. How do y'all feel about, um, this is the last thing that I was thinking about. Did y'all hear about Caitlyn Jenner's stance on trans uh, kids being banned from sports because we need to protect girls? Did y'all hear that quote? I don't I know a lot about did, it. I've I heard think. that it happened. Yeah, well, um, so yeah. Caitlyn, she's running for governor of... Who was she running for? Governor oh, or something? California. Okay, yeah, California. That's where it was. I can't remember where she was at. Yeah, she's running for governor of California, so she's has, she has her ads out. And so the first time they caught up to her when she was getting into her car or something and she was just i didn't see the whole thing only saw a piece of it and she was like you know we got to protect girls you know trans children should should not be able to compete in, in sports and schools mm-hmm. so that was her first speaking out on it and then she came back and said something else in a formal interview um but anyway so that's how she feels wow. i was wondering what y'all thought about that you know, considering that yeah. he's trans and except. This is one of those careful kind of moments. I'm not going to be as I verbose mean, with this one as I was with the other <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I'm not going to be as talky as I was with the other one. But I, Well, I'll, I'll say this my, first for myself. I feel like I need to, uh, I feel like it's so layered and I feel on a line. I know, careful. <laughs> I feel that it's very layered and I feel that there are many factors that I don't understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and when I said don't understand, I don't mean like I just don't understand. I mean, no, it's, it's I'm, same, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm joining you on that same. Yeah, yeah. I, like I literally just don't know. So that's all. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, okay. And I have I have trans women friends who yeah I have I'm, I've never really asked them, but this I'm saying we can bring someone on the podcast or something. Yeah, maybe because this might be a thing where we could chat about this now, but bring somebody who's more knowledgeable than than we are yeah. about mm-hmm, this. Sure. But my thing is even though you transition like this, I know this from vocal coaching, that if someone transitions, if someone who's assigned female at birth transitions to male with testosterone, mm-hmm. the testosterone will give you thicker vocal cords, more muscles, da 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 da. It, it's easier to train um, a female to male trans mm-hmm. person vocally because mm-hmm. the, t- the har- if, if they're on hormones, not all trans people are, but if they're on hormones, they, the hormones do a lot of the work. So mm-hmm. they give them muscle and it's whatever. But for going from female to male, I mean, I mean, sorry, going from male assigned at birth to female, it's harder because the hormones do not take away the yeah. inherent thickness of the cords and that strength. And so we have to feminize the voice. It's more so to that same point, it does stand to reason that you would retain mm-hmm. some of the, mm-hmm. even if you're a cis passing woman, Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I know that's not even kind of, you know what I'm supposed to say, you know, but you know what I mean, for the lack mm-hmm. of better terms right now. Um, but even if you were cis passing, you, um, 
would you not retain some of that strength and muscular development mm -hmm. just as you would the, so I can, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be more skilled than everyone, but mm -hmm. would that not be an advantage? And like you said, to, I'm totally open to the fact that I don't know about all this stuff, but that's yeah. just as the knee-jerk response. Like, I, I hate agreeing with Caitlyn Jenner on anything, mm. but, but, I, but when I heard that much, I was like, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm supposed to disagree with this, and I want somebody to educate me on why, but on the I, surface, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I, yeah, I definitely need to be educated. Yeah. The only thing that I was... And now that now that I'm going to speak it out loud, I'm like, am I that confident about it? I'm not sure. But the only thing I, I felt I was confident about in a conversation with a family member was when he seemed to be going in the direction. I, okay, I've, I've heard some people who shut it down immediately. Mm. Like, not they're not trying to understand in the way that we are right now. It's just a shutdown. No, it can't be that way because boys are stronger than girls, period. That's it. You know, and, and there's just no no understanding of anything else. And I all the only thing I was thinking is how at a certain age, actually into high school. And no, it's not the norm, of course, but there were girls who were jumping further and faster than guys their same age. And so mm. with that said, there has to be something more about the genetics where it's not just every boy stronger than every girl. You know, there's some, right. like some gray area, you know? So how does that play into the conversation? And that's- and what about intersex people? Craig? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's another, that's another aspect and I don't yeah. know. So. I just know that Valerie Williams and Michelle Higginbottom were outrunning boys and jumping further than, I know you don't know them, but they were outrunning boys and jumping further than these guys and we were all the same age. Now, of course, that wasn't the norm though, you know what I mean? So like Valerie being the number one triple jumper in the nation in high school as a girl, wouldn't have been number one as a boy, but her stats were higher than a lot of guys, you know what I mean? But not everyone, so it's, but, so it's not, and the guy's the same age. So it's not just because she's a girl, she's inherently going to be weaker, slower or whatever, you know? And now she was a phenomenal athlete, but that's, so it's stuff like that where I don't know how that plays <laughs> in the translation. So I, I can hear your, uh, your respect in, in your tone. Yeah, so, I'm trying to, yeah, 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 I'm trying to, you know, yeah. so I don't, I don't know. But then, but like we said, like a guy who transitions and if he retains some of that, I don't know, just people getting hurt on the, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. And, and then the fairness of it, like, The Marcus is, yeah, I was like, yeah, like, I'm not, I don't do know. I jump into this? Yeah. And it's know. not even, yeah, and, just... and I know someone's like, oh, you're not worried about them getting hurt. I mean, no, I mean, that's, that's an aspect. It's just, I get, I get how it's not so easy to, to determine this way or that way. But I was still taken aback by Caitlyn Jenner. Well, maybe I'm not, because I don't even know if I take her seriously, but, um, but she just she's not she didn't even show the restraint that we are at the moment of even looking at both sides because she spent no. regardless of how she felt inside she spent most of her life presenting and benefiting from as a um, white, white yeah. maleness right yes. you know cisgendered heterosexual white maleness mm -hmm. so i think that she has drank from that cup and it's for retained. So long, <laughs> it's you, retained. Know, <laughs> you know like she, like she, even though she's, and I respect who she is as a woman. Yeah. But yeah, she's still tainted by all of that white male supremacy. Right. Like exactly. She's she's, yeah. she's still got that all of that privilege and audacity inside right. I mean, of her. The first yeah. year that she transitioned, she got the SB Lifetime whatever award. You know what I mean? And there's been trans athletes before Caitlyn Jenner. You know, and so 
I think it was kind of like, damn, you gave up being a white guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> like a powerful, successful white guy, like a celebrated white man. Yeah. You really are. You are brave. Like you are, you're going to live your truth and forfeit and, and put your, deliberately put yourself in a marginalized group. <laughs> One yeah. thing y'all going to hear me saying a lot moving forward, because I'm really working on checking my own privilege. Me I know too. it's so cliche and social justice warrior, but I'm just realizing that, and I don't say this in a bragging way, but we do benefit from a lot of privilege to be mm -hmm. cisgendered. There's just, in the sense that we, there's so much shit we don't have to worry about. Yeah. What, and what my career has taught me working with these people from all around the world, from all walks of life is, there are people having experiences where it's easy to kind of, hence the term marginalized, it's easy to put them to the side and like, oh, well, that don't affect me. Well, mm -hmm. that's the privilege. Like, right. yes, it does not affect you. Right. But that does not, that's not to say that you shouldn't give a fuck. Like, right. yeah, it doesn't affect you know, like nobody, I don't get harassed walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe sometimes. <laughs> no, but no. <laughs> but, depends, depends on what city we're in. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but as far as like, but as far as like actually harassed, yeah. I don't, I don't walk into a place and wonder like, will they have like a ramp for me? Or will I be able to fit into a seat? Or yeah. are they going to judge me for the fact that like, am, are they going to clock me? as right. being trans like i don't have to worry about these these things or you know is a guy gonna try to grab me and, and like sexually assault me these are not things that go on in my yeah. head and the you know so i'm trying to hold space more actively these days for the fact that you know because i also try to put myself in their shoes like if, I, if i'm a trans woman i'm like okay so what the fuck you don't you won't let me compete over there you won't let me compete over there what am i supposed to do are you going to create yeah, an all-trans right. league is that really exactly what you're do? And, right you know? and then and, and is it that yeah, right first of all yes and then as far as the kids are concerned um i know it's me growing up always being in sports i know the effect okay just positive and negative of course but there's also positivity in that that growing with teammates and learning mm -hmm. about hard work and, all, and you're going to take that away from a child like yeah, yeah you know do something with their their mental development and the way that they learn how to work through um obstacles and all that type of stuff there's a reason why sports are popular i mean i know there's a negative side trust me but still i don't know it's just crazy i just, I just feel like, really want to let demarcus risk getting canceled along yeah yeah, yeah so DeMarcus, <clears throat> how do you feel um i will not risk getting canceled <laughs> i mean i know i'm i'm along i'm in the same boat because i don't i don't know enough about I don't know enough about it to even have a, a strong opinion either way. Mm -hmm. um, I do know, and I agree with Eric in, in terms of there being some level of advantage mm -hmm. um, from male to female. It's, that was right, male to female yeah, transition. Yeah. I, I know, um, I know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm always like- talking mm -hmm. about a lot, it's like, right. wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure I get it right. Um, there, is, there, there is an advantage there. Um, I remember reading a story about there was a that it was like that particular situation and she was winning like all of the all of the you know all the wrestling contests or matches there we mm -hmm. go all the wrestling matches um and there was that debate is that because she was once a man probably so i mean yeah we we know that that's the thing because like what if you're just a super skilled trans woman who's of comparable strength because that's the right. thing so i was thinking like if then if you're a trans woman and you're in there god forbid you're good at it yes then, that's gonna always be hanging over your head like right. yep. is she winning because she's good because or right. it's because because of this event sorry but yeah yes no 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 yes. that's that's and so i i don't know i 
I think I too would need more education on this subject yeah. because I just don't, I don't know enough. Um, and I would love to hear like, I would love to hear the opinions of, uh, of a trans member to, to let me know like what, what they think about it mm-hmm. and how they feel about it. And, and then I can kind of figure out for myself. Like, and what's crazy about that? First of all, I totally agree. But now just think about the whole Caitlyn thing. I guess it depends on what trans person we ask. Cause clearly it's right. not even like, and Everyone also, the some same thing. trans girls yep. start to get on blockers from a very young age, and they don't even go through male puberty. So right. it's like, so there's some even gray area there. You exactly, know? you know. Mm-hmm. But ooh, yeah, I don't know about that one. I just want to say <laughs> one more thing as I watch Demarcus's arms gleam in the sun. I just want to say, I just want to say, I just want to say that that I for what I just have to say this. I have, and I've messaged you this. I have found your pics inspiring. Purely from an aesthetic place of, because I could do two push-ups and my chest would get big, but from getting my arms, I'm like, look at okay, Demarcus, your arms is, is arming. Okay, like, okay. Yeah, so I was like, I'm trying to, you know, and I'm working on it, but, and, and it's not about, and I'm not gonna lie, it has nothing to do with health for me, uh, but just, I just want my arms to match my chest. And so I'm, trying, I'm working Man. on that. So, um, but yeah, but I, was, but I was like, okay, just glisten then. <laughs> just, Come on, glisten. Just, uh, just, 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 I'm dead. So, I, don't, I don't mind inspiration in that way. To me, it's all about framing it and putting it in, the, in its place. But I, I'm here for it, in, if, you know, in a healthy, with a healthy mindset. But, but yeah, but I just, I wasn't going to talk about that, but I was like, this is so funny. Why is he glistening? But um, <laughs> you better glisten. Like, you know, you take a shower, you put lotion on and shit. You know. <laughs> no. Come Trust on, me. Have to some natural light in. I'm expecting zero complaints of, about, about, about the glistening nature of your arms. I, I, that's not like the muscles are just getting hit by the sun. That's that's all. So, um, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's kind of funny. I was like, oh, oop. But anyway. <laughs> like i can barely see my because i'm using my phone these days because it's just mm-hmm. easier than yeah but um i can't really see my picture so i don't even know like what. <laughs> you get a pump in right quick i get back. a pump like, in like, this, i ain't realize <laughs> <That is> funny. <laughs> oh my yeah it's funny because like even just going back to that for a second i like the first time i tried to do this whole fitness thing Mm-hmm. Um, I did not do it right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't <laughs> I know what you mean. I didn't yeah. even fe- I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel healthy yeah. at all. Yeah. I felt slow and sluggish Been and tired. Yeah. And I was like, I thought this was supposed to give you more energy. <laughs> like, what <laughs> right. is going on? I'm doing, I'm working out and I'm eating like they told yeah. me to. Yeah. But I was eating all the wrong things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just doing everything I wanted to do. But I was lifting the weight and I was like, this is this is not what I thought it was. And so I ended up just stopping altogether mm-hmm. and was like, whatever my body does now, it's just, it is what it is. And then I was like, let me try this again. Let me just see if I like, what am I supposed to eat? How does this work? Mm-hmm. What is the nutrition thing behind it? And so I eat, I want to say about 65% of the time I eat healthy, <laughs> <laughs> maybe 70, maybe 70. Mm-hmm. No, I should, I would say 70. Um, and then other times I just, eat what I want and so at this point I'm just like it is this, it this is. summer gonna get whatever it's gonna get <laughs> it's, um, it's gonna give what it was supposed I'm, to have gave. Gave. exactly um, but I don't I just now <laughs> now that I've done like the two ends mm-hmm. of the spectrum I'm just like it I'm is good <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> you know I'm I would love to I'm like, keep working out and stuff you know but yeah. no I feel you I feel you I know that 
Um, and I know you and I, Eric, have talked about intuitive eating. Demarcus, we may yeah. have as well, but I, I learned it from yeah. Eric. And I'm I try to get better at it. I think sometimes I'm just I'm sometimes I can get caught up in just can you just give me a plan? Like, <laughs> let me know what to eat and what not to eat. Because <laughs> sometimes I can't, I can tap in. I'm like, okay, no. Okay, yeah. And then someone's like, I don't know. You know and what I mean? For and the I record, want... intuitive eating does not necessarily mean that you put Only no do... thought yeah. into it. Because sometimes, yeah. like, you know, when I was, because for people who don't know, in 2015, I always get that wrong. I feel like it's like the cusp, but like around 2015, I was diagnosed with two eating disorders, orthorexia mm -hmm. and anorexia, even mm -hmm. though anorexia is the only one that's like officially recognized in the, in the thing. And I started, but in around this time, I was really given a lot of praise for how healthy I was perceived to be. Mm -hmm. And I never go into full, full, full detail because I feel like people don't really want to hear all that, but because some of it might be kind of gross, but I had a, like a lot of health issues. But the mm -hmm. thing that was kind of hard for me was when I was reaching out for help, people kept telling me, but you look great. So the general yeah. energy was, but my dick gets hard when I look at you, my pussy gets wet, like I'm here for it. That's mm -hmm. basically what people were saying without saying it. Like I, right. I'm turned on, so mm -hmm. I don't feel bad for you. And so it was a lot of like, even, even and when and my doctor, I was having some health issues and my doctor was like, well, you're clearly fit. This is a doctor now I yeah. like, mm -hmm. looked at me. Mm -hmm. What he meant was, I think you're an attractive person and I could see your abs when you mm -hmm. lift up your shirt. So you're clearly fit and come to find out I had a whole bunch of health issues that I had to go to someone else, a female doctor was able to really be like, okay, you're not healthy. Like you've got mm -hmm. some, some issues going on because I was so strict. So to be clear, part of the reason why I cringe when people talk about meal plans, I was orthorexic first and mm -hmm. orthorexia is an unhealthy obsession with eating healthily. Mm -hmm. And y'all knew me around this time because remember one of my birthdays, y'all got me what, like Instead of a birthday cake, I have a peanut butter. Oh yeah, it was like some kind. Yeah, <laughs> because at that time, which which I loved, because yeah. at that time I wouldn't eat sugar like at all ever. Like I I wouldn't eat like I was just very very strict. Like mm -hmm. I was very it for ten years of my life it consumed my every waking thought. What I was what was I gonna eat? When was I gonna eat it? It's got to be pure. And people sought me out for my health advice all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, including people in my family who are doctors were like what. What do you think I should do? Because I was thin and 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 um and lean, and so um well thin for me. I guess I could still have appeared to be muscular in some people's uh from some people's perspectives, but for my mm. frame, it was like the thinnest mm. that I, I ever been. Because it's relative, like the Marx was saying. Like for him, he was at his quote unquote biggest, and some people might be trying to get down to that, or you know whatever. But yeah, um, but it was an un unhealthy obsession with eating healthily, and part of orthorexia is this attempt to find purity through food. Mm -hmm. try to find the perfect diet mm -hmm. and so as a result I did not know how to listen to my natural hunger cues and fullness cues I did not know how to eat without rules so if, mm -hmm. if somebody was just like oh what do you have a taste like I remember going out to eat with y'all got with you guys I've said this before in the podcast and y'all were like mm. Michael's like I think I want mac and cheese I like well I don't know if this place has a good one and you were like I don't know what I feel like and I remember feeling genuinely envious because like I don't know what that's like to eat mm -hmm. based on what I feel like eating. I had no mm. concept of that because in mm. like 10 years of me following rules, I was like, I'm all, my mind would immediately go to macros and food combinations and like, what, what, when am I allowed to have? What time of day is it? Mm -hmm. am, I, am I carb cycling right now? Am I fasting? Like, what's good? Like, what time is it? So I always had all these rules. Mm. So that, so to just listen to my body, I was like, what the hell? So intuitive eating kind of saved my life for the most part. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because it got to the point where I was passing out. I had passed out on planes. A plane, I passed out on an airplane, I passed out. I was, it, was, it was all kind of stuff going on. And the whole while people were like, 
but you look good though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and what's funny yeah. is when I started therapy and I started to go from not eating to eating, like around 2015, I gained a lot of weight really fast. And people let me have it. They lit mm-hmm. me up on the internet and in my real. Michael was there one time in Atlanta when the guy was like, "Oh, you got so big." And, and at the, the woman in New York was like, "You need to get on Jenny Craig." And I was like, "Wow!" So now I'm finally my blood pressure is down. My that's why I said you can't see health because when I was at my thinnest, mm-hmm. I had high blood pressure. I was having all these issues. Um, I couldn't sleep. I, was, my, I, had, I had all these hormonal imbalances. My cortisol levels were sky high. All this stuff. And mm-hmm. when I finally started eating food, I was healthier than I'd been in forever. Mm-hmm. People were like, "Oh, you just let yourself go." I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm trying to heal. Right, <laughs> heal, know, yeah. Right? It was funny to see people so actively angry. But what's also funny, I kind of did this. Like, I kind of went from all the way, like, for me, unreasonably thin to really big to kind of this healthy medium. It was mm-hmm. really crazy, as I've shared with you all before, too, is how people that we all know. I had people who, genu- who literally unfollowed me on social media, stopped calling me, friends of ours, of all three of us, who when I got back to what I call my my place of homeostasis my medium that i'm at now suddenly came back like oh you know once i post me in a tank top you know like oh what's up you know I, we why don't we talk more you know mm-hmm. like we should be you know um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say their names <laughs> but people we know like i just yeah. you know suddenly suddenly i just remember that i need to um talk to you by the way like even like been working out I'm like what's like you look good like just you know and it, I mm-hmm. think the thing that that um one of the things that contributed to my eating disorder the most wasn't this desire to look cute um I for a long time I was able to put I had good perspective that I was doing what I needed to do for my career in the industry again for people who don't know I was signed to J Records for like two weeks whatever so in my other life <laughs> but but what what fucked me up was how friends and family and people in the world treated me so much better mm-hmm. and that's then and I felt like I had cracked the code on life and I became a and it made me realize how crappily I was treated in comparison mm-hmm. so I, now I knew and, and suddenly people who had known me for years were suddenly telling me that they were in love with me or suddenly people always wanted to check on me and see how I felt and if I was okay, and they want to, to look out for me and protect me. And all, I was like, I, what? Like suddenly everybody wants to be my friend. And, and so I had never had that before. And I realized that most people are really superficial way more than they realize. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of, um, and that's a big, so I wanted to hold on to that social currency. I was afraid of being, it seemed like the smaller I got, the more I was seen. Mm-hmm. So I noticed yeah. an inverse relationship between my size and the love I received. The smaller I got, the more love I got the bigger I got, the less love I got. And so I became mm-hmm. obsessed with getting myself as small as possible. And even when I got to the point where my body was literally organs failing, people were like, we love you the more than we've ever loved you before. Like mm-hmm. you are everything. Like you're, mm-hmm. this is gonna be the key to your career. You can have your pick of partners. Like your family's gonna think you're smarter. Everybody's gonna treat you better. And literally, you know, like that time we went out to dinner, I don't think I've ever told, did I tell you all this? How I had to excuse myself to the bathroom because my, um gums started bleeding because my teeth had gotten so loose in my mouth I've been to asparagus and my gums began mm. to bleed and mm. so I just went to the bathroom as far as y'all knew but I went in rinsed my mouth out and then I did not eat dessert not because I didn't want it <laughs> but mm-hmm. because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to hide what mm-hmm. was happening mm-hmm. but, um yeah. yeah it was pretty that time at Fogo the Chow and so mm-hmm. it was it was pretty bad even then but everybody was like but even then I'm not gonna lie even then I was like 
but you look so thin though. Like I'm mm-hmm. telling myself that in the mirror, like you yeah. look so good, like you're so thin. And because I was just, not from y'all specifically, but I was just getting so much praise for it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to let this go. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't until the point that my voice started to get damaged. And my homeboy, Emmanuel Burke, the guy who helped me start my career was like, what's going on with, with your voice? You're going to croak like that? And that's when I realized, okay, I got to do something. Mm-hmm. And I went to somebody and they were like, yeah, you got all the eating disorders. <laughs> like, you, need, you, need, you, need, you need help like immediately. You need help immediately. Like you got some problems. Like you, you, need, you need all the help. So yeah. um, they're like, you, you need, it, 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 I had to go through like refeeding, which was painful. When you starve yourself and then start eating again, your body doesn't yeah. know what to do with it. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I like risked my life because I started trying to eat in a way that was not the best. It's, it's, it's just a long, I'll write about it in a book one day, I guess. But, um, <laughs> right. but, but a big part of what made it so hard to get help was everybody was like, but you look great, but mm-hmm. you look great, mm-hmm. you know? And again, even, I don't just mean regular people, I mean, literally doctors, well, yeah. a doctor, I guess, because then I went to another one, she was better, but but <laughs> but people, medical folks were like, you're, you're good. Cause mm-hmm. the doctor, he was like, you must just have like white coat syndrome. Cause you're clearly healthy. You're young, you're healthy. You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. How, and I know we, how we're, I know uh, I went into a big old thing. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Can put it off the la- no, thing. I'm yeah. passionate about it because I feel like yeah. black men, when mm-hmm. I started talking about it, so many people would be like me too. And I just felt like I'd never heard another black man talk about this. Yeah. And part mm-hmm. of the reason why it took me so long to even acknowledge I had a disorder at all is because I, because of misogyny, I mm-hmm. saw it as a, as a woman problem, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not weak, I'm not a woman. And also internalized homophobia. Cause I felt like mm-hmm. it would also be, there's something gay about it to me. Yeah. So I just kind of, <laughs> you know, whatever, but you about to say something? No, no, I was going to say, and, um... I think where I'm at right now with food, and I don't, I'm wondering if you guys have heard this concept before that food is like medicine, it can, it can be medicine. And so I've been taking that approach lately for things that I've been experiencing in my life, such as I know we've talked about anxiety and um, I don't know how I came across it, but I came across something stuff, um, foods for anxiety or whatever. And I was like, well, if food does affect so many things about us, whether it's our mental state, our energy, et cetera, et cetera, okay, what works for me that will help me to be less anxious? And I know that's not just about that. I know for it to, to work on trauma, it's more about what I eat and don't eat. But if that's something I could play a role, okay, then what would that be for me? Mm-hmm. Energy, like, why am I tired so often? Is it because I'm going to bed too late? Is it because I'm eating two cheeseburgers before I go to sleep? Is it, You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? I'm just throwing I, I don't do that. But my point is, how do I, how can I find that combination of, what will help me to be more energized? What will help me to be more clear-minded? What will help me not to be as anxious? And this, this, not using food as medicine and fuel, mm-hmm. but at the same time, not slipping into being so dogmatic about it that if I don't have something, then all of a sudden my anxiety goes through the roof. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how? So like that's what I said about the moment. balance. That's okay. Yeah, the balance. Yeah, yeah, that that the good balance. balance. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm kind of kind of working on now. But listening to your body, because I can yeah. tell you this. Yeah. Part of the disorder for me was that even my body was giving me very clear cues, mm-hmm. like pain, um, like, like pain, is <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but your body will let you know. It's, it's, again, this is why I fear when people keep saying health and in, in a, right next to that is a body size. Yeah. Because I think yeah. what typically happens is, and I see this all the time, especially on social media, guys are like healthy, but then they're doing like two or three 
steady state cardio sessions per day. There's nothing yeah. healthy about that. And what it is right. for, your for your cortisol levels, for your blood, I mean, for your muscles, for your bones, there's nothing healthy, but that's when you, that's when you start to think, oh, but so, the, healthy, this size, yeah. that's not healthy. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to be a smidgen bigger and that will be healthier mm-hmm. for you. Maybe you, maybe you need to be 170 and not 140 for, mm-hmm. you know, said individual based on your unique body. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's when it becomes dangerous when you begin to ignore the mm-hmm. cues from your body. Like when stuff starts to hurt, when yeah. joints start to hurt, when you don't, when you, I feel like some signs, some common signs for people watching when you, when you're in the danger zone, when you become afraid of a rest day, mm-hmm. when you become afraid of rest mm-hmm. days, when you start to feel anxiety about traveling because you're not sure what you're going to be able to eat, when you feel like you can only eat five foods or less, when you start to become that restrictive, mm-hmm. when you feel like, um, and again, the overall, the overarching issue is the anxiety associated with food. Mm-hmm. If you start, like DeMarcus said, pretty casually, I try to eat whatever he considers healthy to be 60% or whatever time. And mm-hmm. at the time, I just kind of eat what I want. And he sounded very calm about that. Yeah. The eating what you want part brings you a lot of anxiety. That doesn't necessarily mean you have a whole disorder, right? But you're in the danger zone because mm-hmm. eating food should not give you anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Or if you have one day of eating something um, that you consider is not healthy, that does not make you a bad person. You weren't so bad today. Mm-hmm. You say a hamburger. You didn't murder a small child. You right. just ate a hamburger. <laughs> you know. So it's the more when you start moralizing food is a thing too. Like, oh, so bad. I gotta fix it and make up for it. Like, no, right. you really don't. Your body's pretty good at bouncing back if you just keep doing the healthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but it's about balance. And like you said, food is but a facet. The term holistic speaks to doing many things. Right. And so right. you might pick take up a yoga practice or something and start meditating mm-hmm. or check your sleep. And yeah. um that's sleeping a is thing. a powerful yeah. thing. Like that's the, medicine too. Yeah. It sure is. And people just kind of shuck that. Like are you getting enough sleep? Are you making sure instead of thinking about what you need to take out of your diet, are you getting enough green vegetables? Are you getting enough fiber? Right. Are you getting enough water? you know, yep. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So instead of always thinking about like, what do I need to take away? Not mm-hmm. that you were saying this, Michael, but a lot of people think like- this. Oh yeah, they do. Like they do. maybe what, what can you add in? And also in. trying to find joy in exercise. Cause I used to think that people yes. were lying and they were like, I love exercise. And I used to be like, you a fucking goddamn liar. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but you're a fucking goddamn liar. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, because I, I had no sense of that because I was always working out from a place of kind of being starved. Mm-hmm. For, for nutrients and energy like mm-hmm. mark saying for different reasons i was like i don't ever have no energy i was constantly propelling myself through the day mm-hmm. um with coffee and green tea like kind of abusing them if that's a thing like mm-hmm. i gotta drink five to seven cups a day like that's ridiculous mm-hmm. sometimes eight to nine depending on the day but mm-hmm. um yeah look at your energy levels and, and all that kind of stuff and um and if you're suddenly experiencing things like hair loss or tooth sensitivity and you weren't experiencing those things before those are signs of mineral deprivation. <laughs> I was I'm just kidding. And I don't yeah, involved from this. But like, <laughs> in my case, yeah. as you can see, I have pretty thick hair, but my hair was falling out um, yeah. in, in big old patches. And I just did a thing that a lot of us learn to do as black men does just cut it down low so that nobody could tell. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, but yeah, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of things. But all that to say, Listen to your body and know that it's a process. There is no magic formula. There is no perfect. Right. And also that your body's needs change. Mm, that's so some true. days you lift more, some days you lift less, some days you need carbs, Listen. some days you need less, you know? <laughs> and, and also know that it's okay to not just 
it's okay to enjoy food. Like, it's okay to. Ooh, enjoy- I love me some food. It's a red flag for me when people say stuff like, I don't, I don't, um, live to eat i eat to live i just eat to live okay okay but food is a part of culture and community it is (laughs) and and is there's nothing wrong with having pleasure in food you don't have to eat for purely medicinal purposes right i agree food can do some magical shit yeah but you don't have to purely eat for those reasons it's okay to enjoy food sometimes just because you want to eat it right not because you're trying to reach a specific right a specific goal so Oh, just, and I'm saying this for people listening, you know, because yeah. I know that, you know, because there's, it's insidious how it sneaks in and then, yeah. you know. No, it does. It does. It sure yeah. does. Especially when you're a black gay dude and it seems like everybody is screaming from the top of their lungs, like you've got to look like this to be valuable. Right. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. like this, act like this, speak like yeah. this. Yeah. Make this, this much money, live Make in this, this place, money, drive Live this here, drive. do this, yeah. do that. Because niggas ain't shit, straight, gay, or otherwise. They're not. <laughs> so, They're so, not. And so, and so not. niggas gonna nig regardless. <laughs> so, yeah. That part. Fuck so, em. Uh. <laughs> oh, this is a great chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all let us know how y'all feel about all of that. That was a, that was a good amount of stuff to, to digest. So. Y'all tell us how y'all feel about everything. That was Might good. Might be broken up into two. <laughs> into two right. Part one, part two. Right, right, right. <laughs> but anything, any, any, anything else? I'm, I'm good at the moment. So I've, said for, I've said enough for five episodes today, I think. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then y'all hit us back in the comment section. Let us know how y'all feel, stuff y'all want us to talk about. And then, um, yeah, what things you want to see here, us discuss, et cetera, et cetera. And we will see y'all in the next one. The next one. Peace.